Welcome everybody to the Four Outdoorsmen radio show. This is your host Mark Lukey here. Uh, Strew is in Phoenix. He'll be checking in with us for a while, but he decided to be a snowbird and live for a month out of the year in Phoenix, Arizona. So he will be calling in later, but I'm not normally a main host. So this is very difficult for me. So I brought along some of my best buddies in the biz and good friends and relatives. <laughs> Bill Katz is here. Bill Katz from hey, Katz Mark. Covers. How are you doing, sir? Good, good, good. I can always call you on a whim and you'll come in and talk with me. I Anytime. appreciate that. Anytime. I appreciate that. Mike Briggs from Minnesota Firearms Training is here. Yep. Good evening. Mike is a new sponsor of ours and a longtime friend. And I'm glad I reconnected with you, Mike. And now I get to bother you all the time again. And, and, uh, I get to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you again, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. We're going to talk a lot about guns later. Uh, Chris Eager with Guns.com. He's a senior editor. He's been there forever. I think he started, helped start the company on the content. And he has a new podcast called Two Guys, One Gun. And they were in Las Vegas for SHOT Show with me. And he's going to talk about SHOT Show, new trends, things like that. So I'm glad I have an expert here Mike with Minnesota Firearms to hopefully chime in and and talk and ask what some hot things are, maybe some things you should be looking out for. I'd also like to get into a little bit more about rules and regulations for carry and maybe some certain situations. I I find it terribly interesting, you know, what to do in certain situations. What if if something happens, right? Right, right. So what if I'm in an incident? How do I treat that? You know, and and what should I do in a certain situation? I, I love those kind of scenarios just to get people more educated um, on the whole scenario. And then I have my, my dad in Dave Aluki. He's been in many, many times whenever he comes up, uh, got a birthday soon, right? He's a birthday boy. How old are you turning tomorrow? Oh, I'm 83 and Mark's taking good care of me this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. We had a great weekend so far. His wife has got an angel food cake waiting for me when I get back to his place tonight. Oh yeah. We grilled some big old steaks. We went, uh, we went, um, he's, he hasn't shot a 45 since what you were in Vietnam? Mm-hmm. You know, 60 years ago was the last time I, it was wow. my primary weapon. Back yep. in the, sure. So, um, so I went and, and together we, we got a 45 and, and we're going to go shooting and I'm pretty excited for that. So he said it was the best birthday gift ever, right? <laughs> you wow, <betcha>. fun. <laughs> so good Can't times. Can't go wrong times. when you get a gun yeah. for a gift. Yep. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. We uh, went to see some hockey games. We did all sorts of stuff. So it's been, uh, it's been a crazy week. The, we can talk about the weather for about an hour and a half. It's crazy. I, I dropped a tree in the backyard with a friend yesterday, and you can get a lot of stuff done when it's Sweating. 45. I'm starting to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This global warming thing's Earlier before the show, I was talking with your dad. I mean, January, February, no snow. Yeah. You know, I, it's been, I don't ever remember it. I haven't fired up the snowblower once this year. Not no. once. Nope. I had the shovel once. I might That's just it. fire it up just to see if it works. <laughs> so that obviously negatively impacts a lot of people in the outdoors industry, right? right? Bait right. stores, resorts. We're going to talk with mm-hmm. Bill about that. And some, some resorts are starting to pull off houses in the Mille Lacs area. Yep. Um, we'll probably talk about that in the second break um, as we talk about some of the stuff you're doing with that. But sure, sure. I, th- I think we have a phone call. Garrett, do we have a, do we have a caller on? We do? A surprise, we do, a but uh, he's talking my ear off right now. I can put him on. Well, tell him to stop talking. <laughs> it's true. Uh, put down the golf club. Shout out to Garrett, by the way. Yeah. Strew, you hear us? Uh, yeah, but I'm on speakerphone. Can you hear me? I'm on speakerphone. Yeah, I can. we can hear you just fine. No problem. 
All right. Well, you're you're a little fuzzy because you're on speaker for whatever the hell it is out back there. But <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put this because uh, I'm with my brother-in-law Tom, my wife Diana, and uh, my sister-in-law Julie here in Arizona. How are things in the Twin Cities? It's nice, warm, nice and warm. It's 50, 50 degrees, man. That's too warm. It, it makes me feel like we waste a lot of money to spend 30 days down here. <laughs> it's probably nicer here. Yeah, it is nicer here. They're, they're even golfing here this weekend. Yeah. So who are your sidekicks? I mean, do, do you miss me? Am I am I not as important as I thought I was? Or? I'm. I miss you because I'm not used to having to prepare for a show or get guests yep. or talk to anybody. I usually just show yeah. up and nod and, and throw in a funny quip once in a while. <laughs> we all know that you put in all the work. So, yes, I do miss you in the regards of uh, I had to actually research and come up with guests and all that good stuff. You're a smart man. I'll tell you what, Arizona is the place to be right about now. We just, we just not more than 20 minutes ago got off of a, uh, a nice round of golf with the four of us. And, of course, sipping on the cocktail right now in the sunshine here, it's about 5 15, right? Give or take 5.15. And um, this is a good place to be. I feel badly for missing the show, though. Well, go do some outdoorsy stuff and report on it. There's got to be something you could do in Arizona, right? Uh, don't ask me to hike or anything. No, no. We're, uh, I'm, a, I'm a happy hour specialist for my job. <laughs> Are you just on a 30-day bender down there, or is that is that the plan? No, no. My wife won't let me do that. No, we have a... We're trying to stay away until 9 o'clock like most of the old farts down here. <laughs> well, keep it up, man. Keep it up. Anything else, Preston, you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. What's going on? We're going, we're going to the uh, – oh, Julie, Julie's got something to say. Steve has been to the old people down here, and he played pickleball today. I played pickleball today. That's right. You're truly a retiree. Yeah. Are you, is shuffleboard yeah. next and then matlock and then bedtime, right? No. I went to watch people play shuffleball, and I talked to them, um, and I probably will play that. We're going to bowl at least a couple of times down here. We're going to play pickleball. Ping pong is coming up here soon. Everybody's got Velcro tennis shoes. We're, we're ready to go. <laughs> nice. Nice. Speed yeah. mode. All right, brother. Well, um, we're going to let you go. You have fun. We just wanted to check in with you, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll check in. We're not going to be on air next week because it's a Super Bowl, so we're going to replay the Hometown Hero Outdoors episode that was on last week. That was a really awesome episode and a great uh, organization to support. So we will not be on next week, but the two weeks after that's true, you're going to have to check in with me. I'm also going to Arizona for work, so are you going to come meet me? I am. Make sure you give us a call. Let, let us know where you are. My wife, Diana, says, can I come? Of course you can come, right? Of course, yep, yep. Come meet yeah. me for dinner or something. All right, before we leave now, we got a bunch of rich people sitting around me with a lot of money in their pockets. Who do we bet on for the Super Bowl? That's a good question. All right, we'll, we'll go around the table here and, and decide who you should bet on. Do you know, what's the spread right now? Do you know? No idea. I'm going to say Casey's favored by three or four. No, I think they're the underdog right. by two. Really? I think so. Well, let's just call it a wash then. All right. All right, what do you got? Who do you got? I'm going Bill? San Francisco. All right, San Francisco, Mike. Mm, oh, gosh. We're talking not who you want to win, who you would bet on. I'd bet on San Francisco. Okay. I can't bet against Mahomes, man. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, he's, he's, I've got to go Mahomes on this one. That's a good call. All right, Dad? Kansas City. Kansas City, all right. Well, I'm going to go San Francisco, so you're going to have to be all the right. tiebreaker. Um 
Well, but Mike's you, got a good you point. Guys, you're, you're going against you Mr. Guys. Irrelevant, against Patrick Mahomes. That's a tough bet. But I just love the storyline, too. I, I hate San Francisco, the team. At least I used to. But Brock Purdy is, an, you is know, easy to cheer for. Yeah. And, and Brock Purdy, I saw him in college. My daughter went to college with him. At Iowa and State? I, at Iowa State. And I saw his first game when they got when he got pulled up in, into play. Mm-hmm. The kid is just amazing. And what he's done in the NFL is yeah. just unbelievable. It's a great story. You know, he, it really he's is. a very good, very good competitor when it comes to Mahomes and Purdy. Right. I used Stuff to honestly hate Mahomes until I watched that QB show on Netflix. Oh, right, I'm not right. saying I like him. And yeah, you do. He's your boyfriend, <laughs> I'm isn't he? Yeah, you I are. Like him. <laughs> I'm pulling for Tay Tay. So we we got to split. It's your call. We we have split. We're two to two here. I'm a, I'm a KC fan, but I tell you what. What are the two things in com- one thing in common between uh, Mahomes and Purdy? One thing in common. Is this okay for radio? I don't know. Is this a joke? Yeah, it's okay for radio. Uh, I don't know. What's it? They're uh, both they going both, to the Super Bowl. Both, both, no, both of their parents were professional baseball players. Oh. I did not know Purdy's was. Yes, look it up. Hmm. I will me. do that. And the lies on the radio. Hey, listen, you guys, go ahead. Have a great show. Take care of yourselves. And I'm betting on uh, I'm betting on KC next Sunday. Oh. All right, KC, it is. He broke the tie. Maybe he can just save the points and bet with me. I'll bet on San Francisco. But uh, <laughs> oh, I got. We'll and, talk. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Have fun, Strew. Well, have Str- a great show. Strew is gone for a couple weeks. Um, I want to quick do the shoutouts. Thank you, everyone, for writing in to the Four Doorsman shoutouts. We appreciate all your support. All you listeners out there that check in every week. Um, we got a lot of them, so I'll try to get through them all. Uh, first one is from the Paranormal Outdoorsman, who we had on, on a couple months ago. He's going to do some fly tying while listening in. That's a good thing to do when it's nice out. Twin Cities Wally's Unlimited says, Happy Sunday, everyone. Great meeting with Jeremy Smith Thursday night, talking electronics and walleye tactics. Looking forward to our March 7th meeting. Go support Twin Cities Wally's Unlimited. Corey Bechtold with Mackle Tackle. And Billy Rubb got it done this weekend. Nice gillies got there. Craig Rudolph Jr. said, went to Leech Lake this weekend. Ice was good. Fishing was fair. Hanging out with good friends was the best. Ron Nielsen says uh, his son had a wrestling competition, and he also caught some crappies on Friday. Nice job, Ron. And our buddy Shannon Cruz looks like he shot a coyote, and he caught some fish on Lake of the Woods. So successful weekend for Shannon Cruz. (laughs) Bill, you've been around. You're you're – you're the guy we tap into that's actually out there ice fishing these days. I just have not had the chance. Where were you last weekend? Last weekend, I was up on Red. Uh, I was at an event, uh, an ICOG event. Uh, it's called Ice Castle's Owner Group. Well, um, you don't have an ice castle, but they still let ice, you in. They still let me in. Well, what we've got, we set up a, a vendor row. So there's a bunch of vendors out on the ice, and then people come out, and you can fish and come to see all the vendors and everything. They had roughly 350-plus uh, fish houses up there. So, you know, with all the people, it was it was a real good time. The weather was fantastic. Um, they had a live band out on the ice, food out on the ice. It was, it was a good time all around. How much ice was there? We were looking at where we were. We were uh, two and a half miles roughly out of juniors. We had 20-plus inches Man, of ice. that's 20, plenty. 22. Oh, it was plenty of ice. Yeah. Where's the line? So, I mean, there's some concern with Mille Lacs, obviously, with, right. with having houses out there. 
Where is the line where you go north of X marks the spot and you're going to be good with anything? Well, the thing is, it all depends on the lake too. You know, if it's spring-fed lakes, you're going to get uh, you're not going to yeah. get the uh, thicker ice. But uh, Mille Lacs is probably the cutoff. I mean, I've heard uh, there's a few resorts they're still letting shacks out, depending on if you're in the bays, stuff like that. Um, getting upwards of Leech. Uh, listened to a guy today from uh, Cherokee Lodge up on Leech. Uh, they're still letting the big houses out. Um, then obviously, you know, Red, I talked to a few guys uh, yesterday. There's plenty of ice up there. And uh, had some friends, matter of fact, are heading out tomorrow. I think that's where they're going is Red. And uh, uh, Lake of the Woods still got good ice so you know with these weathers with these warmer weathers there was a snow cover up there so that basically insulates your ice right and you know the sun's rays will come down melt a little bit of snow but it won't melt the ice so it's kind of been holding out obviously at night you're getting below zero so kind of weighs the difference there you're gonna make a little bit if anything but uh, all in all you know um, we had a little little incident coming off the lake where the Ice crack, they throw bridges across. Right. It just, it is what it is. Um, they had uh, one on Sunday when we were leaving. Uh, we went across the bridge. Then I heard later that the crack opened up and they had to move the bridge. And it sounds like they had three, 400 houses waiting to get off the ice. <laughs> the aerial footage is unbelievable. I bet. Of the line of fish houses waiting to get off the ice. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more ice fishing conditions and things like that after the break, but um, I just want to thank everyone again for coming in. Bill Katz, Mike Briggs. Missed part of Bob Outdoors? No problem. Just click on the weekend tab at mybob.com right. to listen back to the, forgot the transition. Hey, the four outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake yeah, is was, just uh... about as good as it gets. I'm going to name drop here. Kurt Wallback of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guide, nice hotel, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on devilslakend.com. And thanks. The Great Outdoors awaits you at the Sportsman Show, February 9th through the 11th at St. Cloud's River's Edge. With lots of resorts and lodges, plan your vacation right at the show. Fishing boats, pontoons, campers and RVs, the best brands at the best prices. Live trout fishing, free hunting and fishing seminars, and Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. It's the Sportsman Show, February 9th through the 11th at St. Cloud's River's Edge. Show information at stcloudsportshow.com. Are you thinking about getting a permit to carry firearm in Minnesota or need a renew on your old permit? Now's the time and Minnesota Firearms Training is the place. In-person classes for $99 and online classes for $89. Walk-ins welcome. Add a Florida multi-state permit if you wish. Shoot on-site at the new state-of-the-art gun range and browse the huge selection of firearms. They buy guns too. Visit the shop where Highway 10 meets 169 in Anoka. Minnesota Firearms Training or mnfirearms.com. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, 
heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. Don't miss the 2024 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic presented by select Heartland Chevy dealers at Canterbury Park in Shakopee March 8th, 9th, and 10th. This year's Classic features top hunting celebrities like Pat Nicole Reeve of Driven TV, Melissa Bachman of Winchester Deadly Passion TV, and legendary bow hunter Barry Wenzel. Get your antlers scored, view more than 300 antler entries, and see the latest hunting products, plus a great lineup of lodges and outfitters. Learn more about the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic March 8th, 9th, and 10th at Canterbury Park in Shakopee at mndeerclassic.com. Are you waking up in the morning with a sore jaw, headaches, ringing in your ears, all because you're grinding and clenching your teeth at night? That's exactly what was going on with me. I ended up going to a dentist, and he wants to charge over $600 for a night guard. That's when I found the Brooks Night Guard. You mold it at home to the top or bottom teeth. Other mouth guards go all the way to the back, which allows the back teeth to touch. This is where most of the grinding and clenching occurs. The Brux Night Guard redirects the bite force away from the back teeth, reducing jaw pain while still protecting the teeth. This unique design is what makes Brux Night Guard different from all other traditional grind guards. Order your Brux Night Guard today and get 10% off plus free shipping. Go to BruxNightGuard.com and enter the code BRUX91. That's B-R-U-X-9-1. Stop your grinding with Brux Night Guard. The Great Outdoors awaits you at the Sportsman Show, February 9th through the 11th at St. Cloud's River's Edge. With lots of resorts and lodges, plan your vacation right at the show. Fishing boats, pontoons, campers and RVs, the best brands at the best prices. Live trout fishing, free hunting and fishing seminars, and Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. It's the Sportsman Show, February 9th through the 11th at St. Cloud's River's Edge. Show information at stcloudsportshow.com. We're back with the four outdoorsmen. It's a balmy Sunday. It's 50 degrees today. I played ball with my boys in the backyard. I finished cutting up some trees. It's like a spring day and it's awesome. It's really nice getting a lot out outside stuff done. We're in the transition right now, getting a new house, and I've been over there doing all the yard work, doing the yep. branches, doing mm-hmm. this, doing that. It was kind of nice, easy winter for that. They were talking about how I was reading in the outdoor news is it's obviously bad for a lot of people, resorts, bait shops, things like that. But it also has some positives for deer. For one, deer should not be dying over winter like they did last winter be a good where there's, there's not a big snowpack easier to get food right it's easier to get right. food it's not you know it's it's manageable there shouldn't be a lot of kill off besides the wolves right uh in the state so and it's you, still easier for deer to get away from wolves without all the snow yeah, too you know because they're not jumping through mm-hmm. the pack uh that reminds me when we were up in ely and we were staying at Veterans on the Lake, and there was a big pile of blood in the middle of the bay. And I'm like, what is that? It looked like an axe murder. Wolves were dragging the deer out. The deer cross, and the wolves wait on the, on the like hills, and they know that they can't get away, and it's just like a kill zone. It's yeah. crazy. Wow. Yeah. 
I've experienced that elk hunting out in Idaho. Did you? Mm-hmm. Like you saw the wolves? I didn't see them, but the people I was with, uh, we had tags for wolves, and we had thermal scopes with us. Nice. And they're all like, if you want to go out, they're here at night. But by the time I got in from elk hunting all day, yeah. I'm sleeping at 5 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you don't want to go out. Do. Oh, my gosh. These go guys are waiting until it's dark. You know, Now it's like 10, 30 p.m., and they're going out, yeah. and I've been sleeping for hours. You got but your jammies on. They were out there with 270s and thermal scopes. And in Idaho, wow. there's a bounty on them. It's $1,000. And you can buy 26 tags a year in this area, and you get to keep the hide. Wow. So they go after them. What a difference in states, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right? Aren't they on the federal? Was this a while ago? or No, this is were... currently now. Okay. This is now. In the... So if the state pushes hard enough, they can get something. Year done. before last, I was out there elk hunting when they were wolf hunting. And then it's been going on for quite a while. This is up in the Powell area. Yeah. Um, the Selway. Okay. So. Yeah, obviously, if you read the outdoor news, it's basically hunter after hunter complaining about northern Minnesota. And, Dad, you talked about how everyone in your state as well, my dad is from Wisconsin, complains about the hunting in northern Minnesota. And it's pretty clear, if you're not a politician or an activist, that wolves are doing it. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, anyway, oh, we are talking about the warm weather. It's going to be good for deer. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a great season for that. It's going to be good for fishing in the summer. I really do think that um, because fish got to pack on some more pounds in the fall. It's probably you know, good for fishing right now. Fishing yeah. right now. They're, they're out, on the, out on the Mississippi. Boats were out today. Mm-hmm. Was red just on fire when you were there? Actually, it was, it, it was slow. Um, hmm. It all depended where we were at. But uh, like the fish house right behind me. He got Brandon. Uh, he yep. was he was right behind me, and uh, he got a nice twenty-two inch walleye and two big jumbo perch. And uh, guy, the people straight across from me, they you know thirty feet away, they got he got a nice walleye. So it all depends. Fish are biting though. Yeah, fish are biting. Well, they're more active too because they have more oxygen. Right. There's, there's open water. There's more light. Right. Um. So I think that. And again, I read this in the outdoor news. I'm not a scientist or anything. And boy, this guy's smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there's not so much snowpack for runoff. So right. I guess algae will be down because, um, you know, aquatic life can just survive better and, and algae might not be as bad. So this this global warming thing might not be that bad. Man. I love it. You know, next year we're going to get just <laughs> we're gonna get brutalized. Pop- well, next year it could be next month. Yeah, could be next. And month. all, uh, yeah, March, we're far from done. Hockey tournaments, basketball tournaments. Yeah, historically we've gotten pounded with snow. But like for uh, right now, what were we up to? About fifty inches from last year. Yeah, of snow. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it was. There was a lot of snow last year. A lot of runoff. It's it's just going to be a strange year. Right, and you never know. Right. It, well, I did buy a new everything's plow. a cycle. How, are you getting your money's worth on that one? Yeah, that bad boy's sitting right in my driveway. <laughs> but it's shiny and looks nice. Oh, right? shiny and it's looks all rusted and dinged up. <laughs> I have uh, not used my snowblower all year, and uh, we tried setting up the hockey rink in the backyard about three times, and took it up, took it down, took it up, took it down. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I did drop a tree. Well, my friend actually did most of the work. Um, Jim Dickerman, thank you very much. He's like, hey, you knew I wanted to take down a tree and I had to work. He's like, can I come take it down for you? I'm like, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. But he dropped a huge tree on the pond in our backyard, and it was still plenty of ice. But okay. um, there's not a lot of water flow or spring there. But anyway, so Strew keeps texting me like crazy. He really wants to talk right now. 
I guess he's got a question for Mark. We're not really transitioning here, but this is a concealed carry question for Mike Briggs. So, Strew, are you there? I'm here, but my sister-in-law, Julie, is going to ask Mike Briggs some questions. Okay. Sure, we're fire gonna, away. We're going to run right into conceal and carry stuff. Here we go. Hello. Hi. Hi. So I found that I love to shoot. I have a pistol. I have a Glock 43X. Oh, great. It's a good one. Nice gun. It, it is a good one. And I went through all my safety classes, conceal and carry classes, have my license. But I wanted a class that had that would teach me how to clean the gun, care for the gun, and right. there isn't one. Right. Why? Why isn't there one? Well, we have one. You just haven't called us. <laughs> <laughs> so who do I call? Get on a well, buster. my senior instructor that does that, his name is Josh Cortez. I can even give you a cell phone number, <laughs> but. Um, Stop in anytime. Give me a call. Go to our uh, website. Josh Cortez, he's been my senior instructor for about six years. And what we have learned over the years is private handgun 101, where we tailor the instruction to mostly your needs. Uh, exactly what you're talking about. People who have bought their gun and they haven't taken it apart or cleaned it. Um, and they want to advance their skills a little bit, learn how to, like, just addressing a gun that's sitting down. You know, how do you pick it up correctly? How do you set it down if you're right-handed correctly? Um, and if you read our Google reviews on him um, on our website, we get just everyone that does a Handgun 101 course with him leaves a five-star review and raves about it. And bring your firearm with you. We'll work on your gun in the classroom for about... 10, 15 minutes, do some dry firing exercise, make sure you understand the mechanics, and then we take you into the range and spend a minimum of an hour in there shooting, um, building muscle memory, you know, racking the slide correctly, and removing the magazine properly, things like that, kind of building a mental checklist for you. That would be perfect because I've gone to the range several times, I, every Monday, um, often Mondays, and when I shoot, I can hit the target every time I'm low and left. I ask somebody at the range, you know, is it me or is it the gun? Do I need to change the sight? They said it was probably me and to Google it. <laughs> and when, yeah. I asked him about, when I asked him about cleaning it, you know, am I putting too much oil in when I clean it? Right, sure. You know, how do I do it? Because I can take it apart, I can clean it, I can put it back together. But am I doing it correctly? I don't know. And I want somebody to sit next to me and watch me do it and tell me. Yeah, so yeah. That's the that's class that I need. Yeah, that's exactly what we do when we do that one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you know, and and be a little forgiving with yourself, too. You know, you're using a small-barreled handgun, a, very, a compact firearm designed for conceal and carry you know to be kind of discreet so you're using a small tool um to try to precision shoot with right and then you're judging yourself on shooting a little low left that's okay a lot of people do that and and you know if you're if you're trying to get more into shooting poker chips on fishing line at 20 feet away that's kind of a different tool you know 
Um, so to, uh, if you can just kind of keep your pattern about the size of a nine inch paper plate with both eyes open, looking at the target at about 10, 12, 15 feet away, you're doing outstanding. Well, I am right handed with left eye dominant sure. and at about 25 feet, I am low and left. Sure. So, so is Paul Molitor. Yeah, I really need, <laughs> I really need somebody to tell me what I'm doing wrong, tell me how to correct it. So what you're talking about in that class is perfect. You need to really advertise that for probably everybody, but more so for women. Sponsor Bob. We do. We do. It's on our website. It's on our billboard. I think it's on Highway 10 and Ramsey, too, Um, on the big 30-foot LED board they got out there. And it's called, yep, Handgun, Basic Handgun 101. our website is mnfirearms.com. It's Minnesota Firearms in Anoka. Um, call us. Stop in anytime. We're open seven days a week, and we'll uh, go through everything and set it up at your convenience. We, we do it all the time. It's, it's our niche, really. That and teaching permit to carry and our ranges on site. And, yeah, permit to carry and handgun 101, is, that's what we specialize in. Perfect. Well, I have my permit to carry, but you will see me for the – one-on-one gun stuff when I get back from Arizona. So I will make sure that I have all the information, and um, this is really good information for for especially women to have. For sure. And if you've got a friend that you want to do it with, too, we can always work that out. So bring your friends or family with you. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) You bet. Thank you. you. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Yep. You bet. Now she's saying... She's low and left at 25 feet. That's a long shot for a pistol. I didn't catch how far she was shooting, but to be honest with you, with a gun like that, most people are shooting a little low. There's a, it's pretty normal to anticipate, you know, the the explosion, yeah, and to kind of flinch slightly, and right. yeah, it makes total sense. So it could also be your grip, the finger pressure, pulling the pulling the trigger back. Do you think? What do you think makes it low and left? Is it the trigger pull? Because slow down, slow down when you do the it's trigger. The biggest pull. thing, slow down. Because if you're jerking your finger hard you're you're anticipating it right i mean and you said that you didn't say but most encounters with a firearm in a self-defense situation Mm -hmm. are about how far away arms reach arms reach Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so just think about that right if you're kicking yourself that you can't hit a bullseye at 25 feet right right arms reach yeah and my point with uh with that too was if I took and put a different gun in her hand, she's not going to be shooting low and left. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like, what is what are you trying to accomplish today at the range? If you're training on um, building some muscle memory skills to use a firearm in self-defense, that's kind of a different mindset in the gun range than the guy playing battleship with his buddy right. on the paper target, trying to knock each other's ships down, you know? Yeah. So it's just a different tool. But... With that gun, um, like I said, if you can both eyes open and don't look at the, she was talking about changing sights. You don't even need sights, right? You know, you shouldn't even be looking at them really. And left eye, right eye dominant matters a little bit, but at close closer close distance, close. it doesn't matter very much. And um, it's funny, I said Paul Molitor the same thing. He he's been a student of ours, mm-hmm. and he is left eye dominant. Let me try to get this right. Shoots. I think right he's right handed. He's right-handed, left-eye dominant, and I talked about that with him in the range, um, and he shoots outstanding, you know. 
and he contributes his success in baseball to his left eye picking up the ball right away coming off mm-hmm. the pitcher. Because he's left eye dominant. Mm-hmm. Right and he's right-handed, so his brain was picking it up really quick. Now, you mentioned both eyes open. You should mm-hmm. have both eyes open when you're shooting a pistol because I always close one eye. Yeah. If your goal is to tr- is to use it for personal defense, you should train how your body naturally responds to fear. And, and if you're afraid, you're not going to close an eye and start looking at your sights. You know what I mean? Have two hands. Yeah. Like. So you kind of want to train for sure. what you're doing with the gun. You know, right. if you're rifle hunting, that's different. You yeah. know, you're getting the sun out of your left eye and you're closing that one and you're focusing through the eye relief on the tube and your scope and, and whatever. So that's a little bit different. Um and, you know, here's something that I just did. I've been really struggling with for a year and a half. When I was younger, I used to duck hunt with both eyes open, and I mm-hmm. was pretty good, you know, um, and got away from it for several years. And then my brother and I have been duck hunting a lot over the last three years, and I try. I went back, trying to go back to shooting both eyes open. Right. And I was having mild success with one eye, not like I used to, you uh-huh. know, but I wasn't also going to the trap range like I should be. I was, you know, behind the birds a lot, but whatever. And tried going back to two eyes open, and it was miserable for a whole year and a, and a half. And then it finally came together. Right. It came. It just don't give up on it. Stay with it. I just don't see well, how you can focus on the, like, down the barrel with two eyes open. You right. don't. You look at the bird. Oh, Okay. You follow the target. Be the bird. Yeah, you follow the target. <laughs> Be the bird. Yeah, you, you want to follow the target. Like shooting. Eyes open. It's like, more of yeah. natural, instinctive shooting. Wow. And I was failing and failing and failing. And I mean, and we're paying money to go on some of these trips and shit, you know. And I'm embarrassed in front of the guides. You know, all the birds are landing. They're coming. And I'm missing everything. And, and I stuck with it. And then it, it did all come together this year. At the end of last year, actually. Awesome. Well, we're coming up on a break. Mike. Minnesota Firearms Training. Bill Katz is here. Up next, we have Chris Eager from Guns.com. He's going to talk about SHOT Show and Two Guys, One Gun. Real Minnesotans know how to keep the grill going year-round. Get her done. And the Bob FM Chillin' and Grillin' Giveaway is your opportunity to win a brand new Big Green Egg Grill and Smoker. It's a really nice grill you got there, man. And $250 of meat from the Butchery of Maple Lake. It's a beautiful thing. To bring your grill game to a whole new level. Just submit a picture of you chillin' and grillin' in Bob Country by February 29th. Don't forget to be creative because Bob Country will vote to decide who wins the Bob Chillin' and Grillin' Giveaway. See some of the past finalists and submit your picture online at MyBobCountry.com. Hey, the four outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake is just about as good as it gets. I'm going to name drop here. Kurt Wallback of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guide, nice hotels, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on devilslakend.com. And thanks. 
The Great Outdoors awaits you at the Sportsman Show, February 9th through the 11th at St. Cloud's River's Edge. With lots of resorts and lodges, plan your vacation right at the show. Fishing boats, pontoons, campers and RVs, the best brands at the best prices. Live trout fishing, free hunting and fishing seminars, and Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. It's the Sportsman Show, February 9th through the 11th at St. Cloud's River's Edge. Show information at stcloudsportshow.com. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com Are you thinking about getting a permit to carry firearm in Minnesota or need a renew on your old permit? Now's the time and Minnesota Firearms Training is the place. In-person classes for $99 and online classes for $89. Walk-ins welcome. Add a Florida multi-state permit if you wish. Shoot on-site at the new state-of-the-art gun range and browse the huge selection of firearms. They buy guns too. Visit the shop where Highway 10 meets 169 in Anoka. Minnesota Firearms Training or mnfirearms.com. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. Welcome back to the Four Outdoorsmen radio show on this balmy, balmy Sunday. Sunday, February 4th. Reminder to everyone that we're going to do a replay tomorrow, but if you didn't hear our Hometown Hero Outdoors show, you got to listen to it. It's an incredible story. And uh, we talk about a documentary that you must check out. But with that aside, we have an, our next guest is Chris Eager. Chris, are you there? Chris, can you hear us, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Awesome. Well, I just want to do a brief introduction. Chris works for Guns.com. He's a senior editor. And um, I recently started working at Guns.com, but I've been watching your videos, Chris, for a long time. I love... Uh, the reviews on guns.com, and I love your factory tours especially because that just fascinates me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, sir? Are you always Have you always been in video, or how did you get started with guns.com? I know that you're one of the originals, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a last man standing, I guess you could say, with that. I've been around the, uh, with the company since 2012. Uh, we only started operation in 2011, right. and uh, I've, I've been on that since then. So I guess I've been with them, if you're, you're counting this year, this would be 12 years moving into, you know. Um, and, you know, I always had a background in, in writing and stuff, uh, you know, before that. Uh, wrote for a lot of different outdoors publications and uh, did a couple of poorly received books and you know, I've, you've seen my stuff probably in a lot of other places as well uh, since then and before then and, and probably after then. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've been, been around for a while and, 
you know, uh, got a background in, in guns, you know. I got my first gun when I was a, a tyke, you could say. You know, <laughs> I was in a family that that always had uh, always had guns. You know, we had a, the, the big uh, uh, oak gun cabinet in the, the main room, and everybody yeah. was like a facet of life, you know. So, I mean, you got your 22 when you were six years old after, you know, b- breaking in your, your daisy pretty good, you know. And uh, you, you got your 8 million miles there when you are eight years old, you know. <laughs> what was your uh, What was your first gun? What's that? What was your first gun? Oh, my first gun. Uh, my first gun that was a, a, a rimfire was a, a little Marlin uh, Model 60, uh, 22. You know, I had the, the 17 down the uh, down the pipe on the uh, the tubular magazine. You know, uh-huh. and uh, you could you could just empty it as fast as you could pull the trigger on that. And that was a that was a great little gun. Um, and, and I got that in first grade and, you know, as you know, my, my grandpa taught me how to, how to shoot and he was a, a retired, uh, NCO, you know, so he was, you know, he was, he was really gun savvy and he had he'd grown up, you know, in the South and, you know, and, uh, nothing against Minnesota. I, I grew up, uh, in the South. <laughs> and I mean, the, 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 we're more alike than we are different though. If you talk right. to somebody, you know, kind of from the deep South, it's, it's really, you know, like talking to somebody from the UP or something. Well, I mean, I don't know. You guys might talk roughly about people from the UP. So, oh no, um, oh no, yeah. no. It's uh, I've I've been talking with my new job. I've been talking to a lot of people from down south, and we get along just fine, man. It sounds like you had a wonderful childhood, much like I did, where as soon as you could shoot, you were shooting, and that's a good thing for everybody, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, um, so I've been watching your videos for a while. Love everything. Um, I love the factory tours. Did you know that you were going to be in video when you took this job, or is that something that came later? Was it hard to make that transition, or do you do you embrace it? Yeah, no, it was uh, just basically, you know, I started off as a, a, a writer. We, were, we just basically did a lot of writing at first, and we had a, a video guy come in, uh, Ben Felipe, and he's still with us. Um, back around 2014 or so, and he started. He he was he was real big. He actually, and he'll probably kill me if I say this, but he he started off uh, as far as uh, gun videos and stuff like doing stuff with the uh, the History Channel and Discovery Channel or whatever. Back when they were doing all those different shows about like the uh, the, the different. Uh, gun shows, you know, and that yeah. um, really lasted very long. <laughs> <laughs> Back yeah, when they had good stuff. Another, you know? <laughs> Back when they had good but stuff we, on the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and he, he actually, he wrote a book called uh, We the People, where he went around and, and he met with just like, gosh, there's probably a hundred different people profiled in that book, um, to where he, you know, visited with them and talked about guns with them and, and took pictures of them with their guns, you know, yep. and there's all sorts of people in there from, you know, Michael Madsen to uh, Colonel Brown, the guy that, that started Soldier of Fortune, and, and just, you know, a whole lot of regular people, too, like Steven Seagal in there. Right. I, I wasn't trying to say Steven Seagal's a regular person, but, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> but and and then he, he started our video stuff and he did a lot of that like traveling around the the, the globe you know finding gun people and gun uh events and stuff and then eventually we we all kind of hooked up together and uh 
started doing factory tours. We started, I think we did our first one around uh, 2018 or so. Uh, we did like, we did a tour through Florida and did like Diamondback. And, mm-hmm. and we, we tried to do Caltech three or four times, and we're finally supposed to be doing Caltech coming up here at their new factory. Um, and uh, I believe it's Wyoming, either Wyoming or Montana. No, it's Wyoming. It's Wyoming. And, uh, and here later sometime this year, I know we're going to Montana for some stuff. We're actually leaving to go to Europe at the end of the month to go to Ewa, which is like a big, it's like SHOT Show, but in Nuremberg. Yeah. And there's a lot of European companies that don't go to SHOT Show, but they're at Nuremberg. And right. there's, it's, it's weird because there's also a lot of American companies that don't go to SHOT Show, but they're in Nuremberg because <laughs> right. they export a lot, you know. Right. And for a lot of American companies, and that's a, that's a bind, and I'm not trying to turn real political here, but yeah. like the Biden administration's really clamped down on gun exports. Like they currently have a 90-day a hold on, on any uh, – uh, new export permits, you know, for guns to right. the guns and ammunition and, uh, you know, all that stuff to leave the States, you know, unless it's going to Ukraine, I hope. To, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Right, what. right, right. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, eventually everything comes back around so we yeah. should get all that stuff back, uh, as an import one day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. goes around, our, comes our, around. I mean, our grandkids may see it, you know, but, uh, <laughs> I hear you. Well, um, I did see you briefly at SHOT Show, got to meet you. Sorry we didn't get to talk much, but you're a busy man. And what did you think? I know you've been to a million SHOT Shows. This was my second. I went as kind of on the marketing end, sales end. This is the first time I've worked it, so I didn't get to walk around very much. What did you see? Is it is it all the same? Is it the same every year? Did you see some new trends that, that people should know about? Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's kind of an, an old gun riders joke, you know. I mean, you, you, you see the same, like, 100 gun riders every year at SHOT Show. And, you know, the first time you run into them, they're like, oh, have you heard of anything new this year? And the answer is always like, well, I heard somebody has a new 1911 and somebody else has a, a new AR-15 that's a game changer. You know, because <laughs> so, that's what you hear, like, every year, right? You know? <laughs> but, uh but, we, but you always do see a lot of really neat stuff, really interesting new stuff, you know. And some of it is, is vaporware. Some of it is like they show it off the shot show, but it never actually makes it to production. So, yeah. you know, you you, you're, you capture that kind of like firearms history for everybody. Because it was like, oh, somebody had this gun and it turned out to be a concept gun. You know, right. it never actually got made. But here's the article about it and the video about it. And then somebody sometime later takes it and they're like, oh, man, we should actually make this gun. And then it actually goes into production with somebody else a couple of years later, you know. Right. So it's, it's kind of cool to document all that. And I've been going to SHOT Show for a long time. Uh, I think my first one, it was back when they had it in Orlando, you know. So yeah. that was like, it has been in Vegas, I think, for the past 15 years. So, you know, it's... <laughs> Uh, yeah, not uh, that whole Vegas thing is is a little crazy, and it gets it's it's amazing. It keeps getting bigger right. every year, but right. it, it's such a good experience. And I, I kind of hate that the public, you know, just your your average gun enthusiast can't just sign up and be like, "Well, I want to go to shot show because I'm a gun enthusiast," you know, or I collect yeah. guns, or you know, I, I like guns, you know, and like just be able to come because it's, it's, I mean, as it is, there's like 80,000 people there and it's all people in the industry, you know, either working for a manufacturer or a distributor or their gun media, you know, and it's just an amazing collection of people. And everybody's so friendly and everybody's so cool about it. You know, you you never run into like a bad situation at SHOT Show where you're like, oh, this guy's just a jack wagon, you know? And uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really cool people. It's really, it's, it's good. It's a good experience, you know? 
So, and, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, so my good friend Mike here uh, has a gun shop nearby. Is there any new manufacturers that, that he should know about? Or is there, is there anyone new on the block where it's like, you got to check these guys out. They make a great firearm for a good price. Or is, is there anything that he needs to know about as a gun store owner? Gotcha, gotcha. Well, there, there was a lot of new stuff. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of, of companies that have been around that all have, all have new stuff. If, if nothing else, they've got it in a different color. You know? right. um, but there's there's some new gun companies out there. Um, like, for instance, there's these uh, guys out of Texas, and they're, they're pretty good. Um, uh, we met with them, and we've been talking to them for a little bit. Uh, Ross Martin. They have a new, uh, and, and hold on, it's a striker fired 9mm polymer frame. So it's not like, oh, we've never seen that before. You know, but I mean, it's just got just got a ton of features on it, like every feature you could think of, just about. And uh, But it's a good price. It's like, I'm not trying to say a lot of prices on the radio and stuff, but it's it's pretty inexpensive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're, you're talking like the, the, like retail is like mid 300s, you know. Mm, nice. And it's it's a nine millimeter, and it's got a whole lot going on, and it's made it's made in America, you know. So it's you can pick up a lot of like pistols that are decent in that price range, but it's like, oh, well, this is made in Turkey, where people probably don't like me, you know. Or this is just maybe, you know, <laughs> and it, it gets you a little heartburn a little bit, you know. It's like, oh, this is made in Brazil, or this was made somewhere you know, other than here, you know. And but this is nice. It's made in Texas. It's a, it's a Texas company, and the thing works, you know. It, it's hard to pick up a new gun from a new company, and you go to the range with it, and it's like, well, this. This is crap. You know that? <laughs> I, I, got a, you know? I got a question for you. My name is Mike. Nice to meet you. I, I own Minnesota yes, Firearms here in Anoka, and I get guns.com transfers into my gun store, you know, I don't know, almost daily, all the time. Nice. And, nice. And, yeah, and I've always, you know, wanted to – expand my my store into more online sales and my problem is is i is in when i'm listing a gun on guns.com and i'm very new to it i haven't sold one yet but i've got some listed on there and when i kind of look at the 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 margins of what i'm paying for the gun and then what an average price is that they sell for in guns.com I've got to do it to where I my net's like twenty dollars, you know, and I understand that the concept. I think, and I could be wrong, that the concept to being successful with a platform like Guns.com is to sell high volume, you know, and that's where you really end up seeing your return. But the problem that I'm in the beginning phases of this experiencing is my labor, just my labor to, you know, upload a gun, verify, make sure the serial number is correct, upload the picture and get it onto your platform and then get onto the next one. There's, there's, there's no money in it for me, literally. Like, you know what I mean? And how do I overcome that? How do I, do you have to be part of a buyer's group to be successful on a platform like guns.com? Because I think I have competitors that I know buy from buyers groups that are on guns.com. And I'm trying to maybe get my business to that space to where I can either show a buyers group my profits, making me eligible to join one, if they'll allow me to be one that I'm not too close to another gun shop. You know, So there's multiple layers of struggles 
with trying to be successful on like gunbroker or guns.com when you're kind of a smaller shop like I am. But that's kind of the goal, the direction I'm going. You got any advice for me on that? Is is it is it that simple trying to just get into a buyer's group? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, now, I, I, you know, I basically do, like, content editing and stuff for guns.com, so if I talk too much about, like, the nuts and bolts of, like, actually selling guns on there, somebody's probably going to, like, send me an ugly email tomorrow. Sure. But that's not a problem because I get ugly emails all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, the, the cool thing about the platform is, you know, I mean, uh, Guns.com itself is an FFL, you know, they, they do buy and sell, you know, a lot of stuff. We, they have a whole big program, like a We Buy Guns program, where they make offers every day, you know, hundreds of offers. We have a whole team of guys that buy guns. And, uh, and then also we're, you know, hooked up with all the distributors and stuff, and we have a warehouse and, and all that, you know. Um, but, you know, as, as you were saying, you're an FFL getting started with Guns.com. We also have, like, I, I, I'm not trying to give a lot of numbers. I know it's over a 1,000 FFLs that have signed up with us, and that's, that's what kind of really grows the site a lot is you see that inventory from all over the country, you know, a 1,000 different stores. And it's and I'm not trying to tell you how to run your business, and I know there's a biz, uh, business development guy that we have that, that that's me. probably talk to you more about this. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, well, there you go, you know. <laughs> and, Why are you uh, asking our content but, guy questions I'm supposed to answer? Gotcha, gotcha. But but I do I do have like one little one little kernel that may be useful for you uh, with that is um, it's it's tough to sell real common stuff. You know, like if you got a Gen three Glock nineteen and you put it on the site, odds are there's probably another seventy five Gen three Glock nineteens out there. You know that are already on the site. You know, right. so it, it's tough to kind of beat that margin. You know, and unless you just picked it up at an estate sale and you got it for like a hundred bucks or something. You know, sure. Um, but like, ideally, what what I tell people to do, and I, I've got a few different friends that are FFLs that list stuff on the site is. You go into every gun shop, and it's every gun shop I've ever been in is like this. Um, they got a ton of just like kind of regular stuff, and then they have like that gun, that cool gun. You know, that's like, you know, they, they got it a, a, couple, a couple of years ago, you know, either as part of a bulk buy or they got uh, some sort of limited edition this or rare that or whatever. You know, uh, some guy walked in and was sitting out his collection and, and he bought nine other guns to make sure he threw in this, this gun with it, you know? Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like, oh, man, look at this. This is great. You know, have you seen this gun? And everybody kind of looks at that gun when they go in there. It's still there for two years. Nobody's pulled the trigger on it and bought it yet, you know? And uh, that's the gun you put on the site because odds are, like, say it's a, an old, like, you know, 19... 70s Pasadena Auto Mag or something, still in, in 44 Auto Mag, you know, mm -hmm. um, like that may sit in your your uh, uh, store, you know, under glass for two or three years, and you show it to 50 people, and they're all like, man, that's cool, and then they put it back down, and they look at something else, you know, mm -hmm. but if you, odds are, if you put that on the site, you know, a, a auto mag collector will be on there and he'll have searched and the computer and stuff re remembers him and everything. And it's like, you know, 
automag, you know, so that he'll get an email that there's an automag listed, and it's like, oh, look, gotta look at that, you know. <laughs> and next thing you know, like, it, it, you know, the, the pain is still fresh, so to say, on the listing, and it's gone, you know. So that's that's the kind of stuff that's ideal for the site. I mean, I'm not saying don't put your, your regular stuff on there too, obviously, but like that's where it really shines, you know, because then you, instead of having 50 guys look at it at your store for the past couple of years, you have, you know, hundreds and thousands of eyeballs looking at it, like, right now, you know. Hey, Chris, uh, we, we got a hard yeah. break here. I got to let you go. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, for all our listeners, ke- check out Two Guys, One Gun podcast, available anywhere that podcasts are. And Chris and Alexander do a great job. Lots of information, lots of cool stories, and Chris, it was great to meet you so much, and and I hope to see you at the next show. Okay. Well, dude, no problem, man. I'm I'm ready to come back whenever you guys want. Oh man, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, that wraps up our show. It's seven o'clock. Thank you so much, Bill Katz. Thank you, yes, Mike sir. Briggs, thank and you. thank you, thank Grandpa you. Lukey, and happy birthday. I love you very much. Happy birthday, Grandpa. And. Tune in next week for the Hometown Hero Outdoors show. And in the meantime, get outside and make some memories.